Hey, folks, just a reminder, the Public Lamp is now available on Stitcher. You can download the app, you can rate us, you can review us, you can share us with your friends, you can have us on the go. That's the Liquor Lamp Podcast, now available on Stitcher. All right, let's do this, you guys. I really need this to work. It's time for the Liquor Lamp Podcast with Joe Joe Lewis. Hey folks, welcome to the Liquor Lamp Podcast with JoJo Lewis. I am JoJo Lewis. That means you are listening to the Liquor Lamp Podcast. It's on Stitcher. That means you're probably listening to it on that app because you can get us all the time. Or you're probably listening to us on iTunes or you're on our website, theliquorlamp.blogspot.com. Or you're just enjoying us by someone else playing it nearby and you're like, oh, I wonder I wonder where that cool podcast comes from. It comes from the internet. Uh, I'm JoJo Lewis. Thank you for Thank you for coming and uh, downloading the show. Uh, so today on the show, I'm talking to uh, the fascinating Robert Amoto. He's a uh, he's a comic. He's been on the scene for quite a while, and uh, we we have a pretty pretty in depth in depth chat. Uh, in the meantime, I've been just kind of going over different stuff, like different ways of uh, performing. A lot of people have uh, have been talking to me lately about just ways to improve. And uh, I, I've been trying to accept a lot of the stuff I've been told. Some people have been telling me uh, that one of the best things you can do to uh, improve as a comic is to do uh, the same five for a really long time. Find good five minutes that work and then just uh, or just find five minutes and just keep going and doing it over and over again so you have five minutes. And uh, I like that advice. I think it's actually it's some good advice and there is something to it. Um, but the the issue I, I always take with it is I feel like there's a fundamental misunderstanding about why that is important to do. Like I, I totally I totally get the argument about why people do material over and over again. But to me, here's the thing. Someone told me that uh, – well, a couple of people have told me that you do a joke over and over and over and over again, uh, eventually – you're going to find in the hundredth time you do it, you're going to say it and something's going to click for you and then the joke is going to be that much funnier because of something that happened in that moment. And I understand that that mentality, that logic. It makes sense. But that to me is a lot like winning the lottery. You're trying to win. And uh, you're going to do that joke that hundredth time you do it, it's going to be perfect. But the 99 times you do it before is just to get to that hundredth time. And it might not happen on the hundredth time. It might happen on the two hundredth time. It might happen on the five hundredth time. I'm not saying that that mechanic isn't in place. I'm saying that there's no telling when it'll happen. And even if it will happen, there are some jokes that might, that might not ever happen to. We can, in the abstract, say, yes, it will happen. But we can also, in the abstract, say, no, it won't. Um, in, in my mind, I think that the, the value of taking the same five and doing it a lot other than just, you know, determining, uh, having a set that can get you like, you know, at first very minor levels of, of, of actual gigs. Uh, I think it's that when you start doing comedy, you're starting from, from zero, both in terms of writing and in terms of performance. You suck. You just don't know what you're doing. Um, so, you're trying to get a set that that works, obviously, and one of the ways that you can do that is 
uh, you know, writing a lot of jokes. The other thing that you can do is if you're writing a lot of jokes, well, then you also have to focus on the fact that, well, maybe your writing has gotten to the point where you have a couple of minutes that work. Well, now you need to start working on that other aspect of it, which is performance, which is being a better performer, uh, which means that you're going to have to keep uh, the writing element uh, on hold. Basically, the writing aspect of it becomes like a control. You don't modify it because you don't need to worry about that part of it. All you're trying to do is get your uh, your ability to be on stage and have presence and how you control your talking. You need to get that on point because those skills are ultimately fully transferable. I'm of the opinion, and this is, this is a holdover from when I used to do, you know, when I used to be really into writing, writing like stories and things. And I saw my peers at, at that. I'm of the opinion that you really, if you work on the same uh, work over and over and over and over again, in ter- from a writing aspect, it's not going to get better. Y- you'll get better. You'll you'll they keep modifying things. You'll get you know better uh, ways of understanding how to make disparate parts connect or or how to make different meanings, but it probably isn't going to improve that much. Now, I can get funnier, but my jokes cannot. And there's a really key difference in that, because if my jokes can't get funnier, then the only reason I would repeat doing them is because I'm trying to get myself to be funnier. Um, Because it only takes so many times before a joke I'm telling gets up to, you know, par, as, as good as it can be in terms of the words for me. Uh, some people say that takes a long time. I don't totally agree because I've seen people do the same set many, many times and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I don't believe that a set of any jokes improves just by doing it over and over, hoping it'll be, it'll fix itself. And then, and then I understand the other side of that argument where it's like, well, no, you are changing it slightly every time. Uh, and again, I, I understand that, that that logic is also solid. Changing it slightly, that works. But I just don't feel like... Here's the thing. A slight change will yield a slight reward. A slight change will yield a slight reward. That's my that's my opinion on it. I don't know... Again, I'm new, so I don't know exactly what I'm saying. But, uh... Ugh. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see in a, in a few weeks if 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 my little philosophy thing here holds up because I have been kind of sticking to doing the same you know five to ten for a while to kind of get really in my mind to get my performance better because it's not so much the jokes that are improving the jokes they're not changing a heck of a lot it's me learning how to be in front of people that's what's changing and. Uh, it's yielding some results. It's causing me to take uh it's it's causing me to kind of shed bad habits, which is good because I had a lot of bad habits. Well, that's enough rambling for me. Let's get on with uh let's get on with the talking. I'm going to talk to uh Robert Emoto. He's a fascinating guy. Uh let's do this. Yeah, so I yeah, 
The video he put up the video. He like edited it so it had a. Uh... Wait, are you going right now? What? Yeah, I'm going right now. Oh. It, he edited it so it was like whenever uh, Idris said anything, it would make the Law and Order noise. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. And uh, I think he took it down actually. It was on his page. Still on his uh yeah, it's still on his on his on his personal YouTube page because oh, I saw it yesterday. Funny. I messaged Idris last night. I was like, you know, you're like a trending topic amongst the comics. And he was like, yeah, that's weird. Well, the title he put would get like a couple, like hundreds of thousands of hits. You know what I mean? Those are the ones that like blow up. Like comic, he called it, it Comic Destroys Heckler. Yeah. Yeah, which is not 100% accurate. <laughs> and other comics who saw it were like, this isn't Comic Destroys Heckler. Comic Destroys Heckler is different. Yeah. Um, it was more like, this is fucked up. And we're recording this in case the cops show. And but also like um the other thing about it was uh I talk I ended up talking to those guys after and it's sad because they legitimately believe they were they were helping. All three of them? I mean the one guy you I can hear I the was one, he was th- he was being disruptive to the show. Like he I, I heard Mike I saw Mike what he was posting or what he uh, was saying back to the guy. And I heard Dorian like try to Dor- yeah, talk Dorian to and him Mike too. were like trying to deal with it. I was getting upset, but I get upset. But I think uh, I think it got because it's what happens. It's like it gets to you. I was talking with John Ross after, and he was basically saying that you know he he he's grateful for hecklers sometimes because he feels like oh great I don't have the pressure of doing my material anymore right so I can just do whatever. Um, and that's kind of true, but I, I just, uh, it bothered, it bothered me that they, they were legitimately under the belief that they were making the show better. And after the show, like when, you know, after the, the drunkest one wandered off, I think I, that's why well, I had got there at the tail end. So I still saw the guy. I'm glad I, I got to see that dude in person. Cause I was like, Oh, it's that type of dude. Yeah. Like, he was, he was a scumbag and he wouldn't listen. Like we, we tried to explain to him like four or five times what the problem was. And he just didn't like every time, anytime we pointed out the utter contradiction and what he was saying, he would be like, whatever, man, we're getting out of here. And then at one point, he was like, I'm scared to leave. I think I'm going to get jumped. And I was sitting there. I'm like, is it because Idris is black? <laughs> I know. That's, and he that's was like, was... what? No. That's, no. And then, and then he left. But those are three guys who just wandered in, right? They probably weren't expecting it. No. You, like, they were, they just... were there before, right? Yeah, so that's, the other not... thing. that's the other thing about it. It's not a comedy club. It's a bar. And uh, they let us do comedy there, which is nice of them. But, yeah, they're not beholden to us like we don't have any power there we're just okay we're the thursday show and comics typically don't buy anything so we they like they lose money when it's like it looks full but if it's full of comics we don't buy shit yeah they gotta pay the bartender and everything. yeah 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 so they so they're as customers it's like they they're supposed to be there kind of more than we are and then the issue that comes up is like um it's like those guys would have been there regardless of the comedy show and we got them to basically leave more or less. Um, I think, but we still hung out for another like two hours and got drinks and shit. So I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, it was, it's, it was fucked up. It's and, funny seeing Idris get mad cause his voice gets higher. <laughs> like his voice is already like a little bit, you know what I mean? When he, when he talks. Yeah. I've actually so been thinking funny. about, I've been, that's, that's the thing that surprises me the most 
As well, I think about it, I was like, I didn't know Idris's voice could get that high. <laughs> well, I was just thinking what would piss him off that much. And when I saw the video, when he picked up the th- the way it's edited, I'm like, did, it looks like he ki- he might have killed the dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know why they can cut it right. Should, they should have like wrote something after and been like, the guy left. Everything's fine. We're, yeah, it no, just no, shows no, him picking up come. a mic stand. And then all of a sudden the video just stops. Yeah. it it uh, Well, he picked up a chair at first, which was uh, kind of fucked up. And... Uh, uh, John Ross and I were standing in the center, like, "Don't hurt." It's John. funny that he brought the mic off stage <laughs> with him. Oh at, yeah, at yeah. Time. Well, uh, he wanted to. He was trying to make a really clear point, like, you, "You're the worst person," and he was right. Yeah, right. I mean, it was it was fucked up, but yeah. So I talked to those dudes, and they did believe they were helping, but it was funny because the two ones who stayed to chat, they were like, "Yeah, our other friend's an asshole." Like, we don't like. Like he's like he's the uh, he's the Rob Cordry of our of but our so, team. So for people who weren't there, these what was it three guys? Well, one guy was interrupting the entire show. Entire show, and he Only was four shouting, comics got to go to open yeah, mic or something. Yeah, and he was shouting dumb like uh, confrontational stuff. Yeah, I heard some of the stuff. It wasn't even like cool heckling. No, he was, he just was yelling. He, random he was just shit. yelling dumb shit, and he was yelling things like "Oh, say something funny," which is which is a totally fucked up thing to yell. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, the, and they would be like, oh, good one. It's like, dude, that's not how the show works. But uh, by that, and they, and, but also they were like, oh no, we're hecklers. This is what we do. I'm like, and they did, they couldn't understand, they couldn't understand at first, like what the issue actually was for uh, on our end of it. Um, but after like 10 minutes, I was able to explain <laughs> I, I'm just glad I got funny. to see that dude. I'm glad I got to see the dude. It's happened. You, that, you would have liked to go up and destroy that dude. I wouldn't have destroyed it. I don't care because uh. I I'm of the because I was here's the thing. I was mad because I didn't get to perform on Tuesday. I got to perform once on Wednesday, and I didn't get to perform that day either, just because luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. And that's the sad part because we're in a small town, right? So if a mic goes, there's nowhere else to go. Up. Yeah, yeah. So I I had just come from a show that I didn't get to perform at, um, and this I, is a long drive for you. Yeah, so I drove. I basically drove an hour to go for nothing. And I wanted to say that too. I would like to thank you to for inviting me out here, to, which is for sure Spain. I'm not I'm not sure where I drove. I swear to God, I've been, I've lived in Sacramento my whole life. I am not sure where I was going. I felt like if I was in the Philippines, I was driving to a sweatshop. That's what I feel like. That's like that's what, what it the, seems that's like. That's what it seemed like the uh, drive to work would be. Oh yeah, totally. I get that. And there's a sign that says like "person cr-. like who." There's you don't need a sign there. That there can't be that many people turning. Right no, no, there cannot. Uh, every every house over here, I think, is a mansion. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Like you I, own the house in the back, dude. The the one that's back there. No, it's a barn. Oh yeah, we have a barn back there. I feel like I would, this place I, has a barn. When it's, I got old, I would want to move out here and get really weird. That's what I would do. <laughs> I, like if, if I ever moved out and say like El Dorado, I'm gonna start to get really weird. Dude, that is what we're doing. We're hella yeah. weird out here. Like fucking. My brother's the my brother grows fish. That's actually like he what he's trying he to. He grows fish. He grows fish. He he's uh, he's a, what's called an aquaculturist, uh-huh. which means he raises fish used to stock ponds and maybe restaurants. Like koi? Like no no no. Like uh, he raises this species called bluegill, and he's like one of the only like he can make them breed in controlled conditions, which most people can't do. Actually, nobody can do. Is that, that. a pretty lucrative business? Uh, at this point, no, because it's... I need to grow fish now. Yeah, you can grow fish, blow it up with growing that fish. Give it that fish business. 
And then my dad's trying to build his own solar machine. What the hell is in that? That like, what oh. is that? There's a little scary ass. Oh, the little shack. Like, yeah, like a, like that That's would be in the ring. It's a water pump. That would be like where the girl from the well, ring we, would come out of. For... My my house doesn't isn't connected to any like plumbing or anything, so we get our water from a well. That's the well. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> for some reason, I assumed you live in Midtown. But, uh, yeah, I you have the you have well, the look I, that you'd be. I think because you're always walking around Midtown, so it's. Like I'm maybe, always da- yeah, yeah. I'm down there every night. Maybe I assumed you just lived in Midtown, but yeah, this totally. is a yeah. This is a this is a drive every single day yeah. of my life. <laughs> you're a Midtown. You're a Midtown guy. Yeah, I'm right? in Midtown. Dude. How long have you been down there? Like eight years now. No, maybe maybe nine. Nine? I moved, yeah, I was living out by Sac State, like off of um, like La Riviera for a long time when I was going to Sac State. I and remember then, uh, La Riviera. Yeah, like South Watt, La Riviera, and then uh, moved to Midtown with my ex-girlfriend, and I like it. So nice. I used to live across the street from Harlow's. Oh, then, nice. Uh, like right there, and then um, off 16th and G, which is like the edge of where you want to live in Midtown. Like any further like down six, like on 16th, there's just... There's a lot of people with meth that do meth right there. Oh, yeah, I know. There's, like, patches of, of the Midtown grid where it's like, I don't want to get lost here. Yeah, one like, one block over is cool. Like, one block over, two blocks over is Memorial Auditorium. Like, one block over is, like, this gold pawn shop where someone got shot. Yeah. I, I came outside one time, and this lady, <laughs> this old lady is taking a shit in the bushes. Yeah. And... I didn't see her there, so she like startled me, and I, I apologized. Like I was like, "Oh shit, I'm sorry." Like I apologized to, like, for like disturb. I was like, "Wait, why am I?" Po-? You were in the yeah, wrong. No, I felt bad. <laughs> she just got up and then like, like walked away. I was like, "I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know you." Oh man, that's hella funny. So like, so what do you do, man? Like, what's your your job thing? I know you you bartend. That's only one day a week now. I used to. I was working like seven days a week for. I don't know why. Seven days a week why. as a bartender? No, uh, I used to just bartend full time then. Like after Sac State, then I I applied actually to um, substitute teach, kind of like what Adrius is doing, uh-huh. and then to work for the state. And then I heard back from Department of Corrections at the same time. I just sent them out at the same time, and then I heard back from the state. So I've been working for the state for like six years. Yeah, yeah. that's a good, so that's during that's a good gig. Yeah, Monday through Friday. Oh yeah, yeah. I do that, which is actually right there off of RM15, like where Shady Lady and stuff is. Oh, shit. Right yeah, across, those I know big five-story buildings, those are all corrections. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. So I work in yeah. there, live in Midtown, and then Fridays, I bartend at DeVere's. Oh, DeVere's? Yeah, in Davis, though. I work, I've worked oh, okay. some shifts out in Sacramento, but okay, they just didn't have any open at the time. So so you have like a legit like life. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like that, and then I try to hit the. Yeah, it's like that. I try to hit the open mics when I can, and I try to squeeze my girlfriend in there, and she, and she gets she, she gets mad. Do you? You've been if I if I know I know very I know very little about you. I know you took. I feel like you took the comedy class at the same time that I want to say like Jamie someone, did. Jamie did. I took it with Jamie uh, Fernandez back a couple years ago, and then. She kept going, and I would just go to rant. Like I'd stop by an open mic like once every like two months, which you can't do like three months. You know yeah, what I, mean? I would just go to get that feeling, and then I would kind of honestly, I just talk myself out of it or get in my own head. I'd be like, really, man, dude, that didn't go as well. And then I go, I need to work on these. So then the next week, I'd like start writing. I'm like, this isn't ready. I'll go next week, and then one week would turn into two. Then I'd go back, and then it just. So basically, it was kind of like self-defeating. Like, I'll go this yeah. week, and it'll be fine. And then you're like, well, maybe I just should stay, hang back. And then just kind of... And then random... Then you just show up randomly. Right. I would just start writing a lot. 
I would just write a lot of stuff and then I'd be like, oh, you know what? I need to work on this a little bit more for sure right, next right. week, for sure next week. But then, um, yeah, I always am like, I get in my head a lot. So no, that's, yeah, I get that. I get that. Well, it's weird to me that like every time, this is strange, every time you show up, I get the vibe like he's doing this for the first time and then I have to remember, oh shit, no, he's been like coming yeah, to I, I shows like, for months like, since before I was around. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, I would, I, you know what, when I was talking to, I think Brandon Lee about that too, he was like, when did you start? And I was like, well, I guess you have to kind of count when I started like going to open mics more consistently. So I would say like seven months ago or whatever. Okay. I got hit up by um, this girl that I know through bartending to right. do a show at Poorhouse because she knew I just, you know, was had been talking about doing comedy and stuff. But she's like, "Hey, you want to do a show in August?" And I think it was July. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do one." And then I hadn't been gone to open mic in like months. So you had to. So so you kind of like I have to be. I have to go now. Yeah. I, I I work way better that way. If I schedule something for myself or just commit to something, then I'll prepare for it. Oh no, I get that. I so get that. I need that pressure because it's like otherwise I was just like I'm gonna go to open mics and then hopefully I get asked to do something because it's like I have those other two jobs. I got my girlfriend, but I was like, this is something I want to do. So I was like, I need to commit to something and then well, that's interesting force myself to go because it's like you say yeah, it's something you you want to do and that's interesting to me because it's something you don't have to like you don't have to i don't do have this. to do it at all yeah no. like you're kind of like if you didn't want to your life is okay like you don't have to no like it's not okay no no, no it's <laughs> no i get what you're saying like i don't have to do it but that probably looks like other people would probably be like oh yeah man you're like doing good but in my head i'm like that's i don't really work at a job where I feel like I'm making a difference or I don't like, uh, I don't care. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. You don't care. Like the, care. the state gig. I passed up promotions. Really? Like, Cause I thought if I was a manager, then I couldn't be posting certain things. I used to post a lot on Facebook, funny stories and stuff that are oh, just, and if you were a manager, it would sort uh, of fuck you up. You'd yeah. have to, you'd or have talk to... a certain, I talk all crazy in the office. You know what I mean? Like, oh I, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I talk fucking crazy in the office to people too. So so that's, so that's interesting. So you're kind of like you were. So it's like an office type like mm-hmm. job. So so you're kind of uh, that's interesting to me. So it's kind of like just because you kind of want to do comedy or you want to do comedy, it's even though you kind of have the stability, it's really not. It can't grow into anything if you still want to do comedy, even though you don't go all the time. Right. I think I think it's like um, it, it's cool because I can I have time to write there. Yeah. So I can like write because it's not hard. Honestly, it's like yeah. to other people it is, but like school and all that other, school and like work and stuff has always been pretty easy to me. Right, I can write. So it's like they they give me writing assignments and they give me like a month to finish it. And I I was talking to DJ Sandu about that because he works for the state too. And it's like I can finish the assignment in like a day. Yeah, and, and I have a month to do it. To, so you just have a month to kind of just chill out. Yeah. Really. So and but other people it might take a month because they didn't go to like college. They're not. They're not. Some of them aren't. Have been working this for the state since they were like seventeen, and they, but just they have... didn't go to school and they don't know how to write well. Okay, so they might need a month for that thing, but I can finish it in a day. And so, and that gives you all this extra time to write. But if you don't go to mics, then it's just you have like how many, how many, like how much writing do you have compared to how much material you've done? I have a lot of writing versus how much material. <laughs> like I could, <laughs> I have a lot of writing, but I mean that's. But the thing is, too, I think I was talking to you about that one time. I was you're just like versus how much you should. How much new should you just like try? Because in the beginning, your whole five minutes is new. Yeah, everything. So, but like, why don't comics go with five new every 
You know what I mean? Every well, every mic. There's there there is kind of some. Here's my like. You want five minutes, but you also want five good minutes. Right. But in my mind, like the way I approach it, it's like okay, this week I'm gonna or tonight, for instance, not not really tonight, but if tonight I was still going to a show, um, and I'm trying to work on new jokes, I'm like I'm gonna have five new minutes, knowing one minute of that at most is going to be worth keeping. And then so I'll do that five minutes a couple times, then I'll have that one minute, and then I'll dump the other four. Yeah, I'm fine. I started thinking that in percentages or like whatever. I'm like, if I could go one for four or two for five, and then it's something I want to keep. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. I was like, I think that that's... And it's something I want to keep working on, not something that got like got a giggle. Yeah, so you know, it's kind it's kind of like in every five. I think the ratio is something like in every five new minutes you write, it's like thirty seconds you're going to want to keep, and that that varies. But you're only you only build time by doing it a lot by trying a lot. Right. So it's like, yeah, this week I I got thirty seconds, but then I dumped four and a half, and now I have a new four and a half plus the thirty that already that I'm not worried about anymore. Right. And then if you keep doing that over a course of a month, by the end of the month, you have five minutes that, that work. And you just do it again. Oh, so oh, you were um, asking. Yeah, so then when I got booked for that show, whatever, at Poor House. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, oh, I was like, I wonder who's on this. Because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't going around the scene a lot, so I didn't know anyone. So, uh-huh. I mean, I knew Jane, like pe- certain people, but uh, I was like, okay, so it's DJ Sandu, uh, Michael Calvin Jr., Cheryl... Um, and there was like another, um, Natalie Paulson who you met. Right? Uh, so yeah, she was Natalie, new too, but I was like, I didn't even know who the other people were. I was like, I wonder if these people are like, just hit open mics and I look and they all have their own shows and stuff. I'm like, Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I need to like, <laughs> I need to get ready. You're like, like I'm on here with actual like yeah. comedians. Like I got it. I'd seen Cheryl before though. So I knew she was really funny. Like I'd seen her before, but I hadn't seen the other two. Yeah. I hadn't seen DJ. Yeah. I hadn't no. seen, uh, okay. So then after that show, um, I was talking to DJ for a while because I mean I I did as many mics as I could. I even went out to Frisco and like went to the Brainwash and bombed out there. Oh shit! Just drove out there with yeah, my cousin yeah. and because uh, I was like, man, I, this is like if I'm inviting some of my friends out, like this is gonna be this is like this is you. So it's like this is what you think is good at the time. Uh huh. So it's like to me that's embarrassing if I if I don't do well, I don't mind not doing well, but I don't want it. Because you don't want to you don't want to not do well in front of people who you brought. And I don't want it to be because I didn't prepare. Oh yeah, like that's yeah. that's I I'm not cool with that. Yeah, you know people like like take time to come see you get babysitters and they're like, eh, this guy. Yeah, this thanks thanks guy. for making me <laughs> spend that money to drive out here and pay the cover. So I did that one and talked to DJ um, after I was like, dude, I want to throw him on like a birthday type show, uh-huh. and then he's like, yeah, well, let's pick a date. He's really good at like doing business and stuff, man. He like put the date right on his phone. Followed up with me later. He got he got laughs unlimited, and uh, yeah, we set a date for that. And then then I had what three or more three or four more months to like prepare for that show. Yeah, and that's the one I actually invited all my friends and like family out to. Uh-huh. And I was like, here, I'm just gonna bust it out. And that's why I signed up for like John Ross's class because I wanted feedback. Like you can't really teach someone how to be funny. Like he was saying, you can't teach someone how to be funny. Right. But I just wanted feedback from. I thought I think John Ross is funny, so so you wanted you wanted to make sure to be in a scenario where you were getting like force myself to go number feedback. one, yeah, 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 and yeah. get someone who's paying attention to my set and okay. giving me feedback. So I was trying like new material all the time within that time frame. And then from that, it seems like you developed kind of like this this relatively strong 
like 10 minutes that I see you working on at least the past couple of weeks, I want to say. Yeah. Um, for that show, I did... He was just saying do 10. I ended up doing 12. He's like, yeah, just do 10 to 15. Okay. And um, on that show, I invited a, a bunch of people out. Because so, I know... I've, just, I've been in the bartending industry, know a bunch of promoters and stuff, so I just know a lot of people. Uh-huh. And uh, I even went to Sac State because I was in a, a, a fraternity out there, Kappa Sigma. I went to their meeting and invited them all out. I hadn't been back there in like five years. I invited them all yeah. out and told them I'd buy them a keg if they can get for every 20 they brought. They brought like eight or nine. But it was cool. I hadn't been back there in like six years. Crazy. But I missed an open mic to do that, and I thought there was only going to be like 20 people in the meeting. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't remember how many people they have. They have 80 people. There were 65 people in there. And I, I didn't know anyone. I was like, this is like a show right now. I was you like, just been like, I got to tell at least one or two. Yeah, I was, I was telling my brother that. I was like, I can't go in here and not invite him out to a comedy show and not be funny. I was like, that's not. I was like, shit. I didn't, like, didn't want to go out and like do a set. Like, that's, so I went out there and like just cracked a few jokes about being in the fraternity. And then, yeah, something came out. But I, yeah, that, was, that one I invited everyone out to. And I was like. Did you pack out laughs? Um, not the side. Oh, not okay. the side, but pretty much the rest of it. Yeah. Oh, if the ma- well, the main floor the main is packed floor, out. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. On a Wednesday at 8 or whatever, so or whatever the time the show was. But um, now that was cool, and that was like the first time I had done that much, 10 or 12 minutes from memory. Like I didn't want to have notes and stuff up there. So that was the, that was the first time you did a longer set that was just kind of like... Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And then... I, I tried to organize it in a way that I felt, this is the best I can do right now. Like, like... I know I'm not I'm super new, but I'm like, this is the best that I could right. do. I wanted to make sure, like, this is what I can do right now. Okay, I so, get that. How long ago was that? That was in December. Okay, so... That was so December 17th. Crazy. So it's already been, like, a month since then, and you're still around. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I mean, now that I'm not... Go over the anxiety of going and over, overthinking it all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then And I've met some people, and people... That was the main thing, too. It felt like I was going out. And I'm just going, like you said, I don't, I don't have to be here and for me, which is, like, bad, too. Right. Because it's, like, I'm already working the two jobs, and, but I want to do it, so it's, like, I, I know, I see how hard you guys work, and you guys are funnier than me right now, you know what I mean? So it's, like, I, that's what I think. Like, right. Not, like, in a, in a good competitive way, you know what I mean? I'm, like, I need to work as, I can't have someone be funnier than me right now, and then they're going to more open mics to go always they're going to be so you feel like there's kind of like a there's a there was like a pressure like i shouldn't bother with this because i'm not going to be as good as as no no no, motivation i think i think more motivation like i don't i don't look at it like competitive like oh fuck fuck this guy (laughs) they're going to they're going to more open mics they're going to be better you know what i mean and it's like so but now i'm more comfortable going to open mics and not overthinking it all day was part of was part of the thing that that uh kind of might have kept you home the idea like like he didn't like he didn't know too many people was that yeah, also an aspect for of sure because because I, I know like I mean I know you know Jamie I feel mm-hmm. like you know uh, who else do you have? a couple John Ross obviously mm-hmm. well him through the thing but I knew people from just random ones I talked I talked to Idris like every now and then oh yeah, like yeah. when I go but it was weird because I am a really social person but then like I when I go to stuff like that especially like I want to learn and I'm like super. Like, almost in, like, awe, like, because I'm seeing people do something I want to do. Right. And it's, like, I consider everyone, like, a professional comedian at these open mics because I wasn't going. So I was, like, I'm just going to shut up. And, like, but it was weird being on the outside of something when normally I've always been part of, like, a Oh, okay. Group. So that's okay. what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Because they are really cliquish in the beginning. You know, when there's a new guy that walks up, it's, like, 
he he's not he he has to introduce himself to people otherwise. Yeah, then it, you know I mean? Mean? yeah, it's kind of weird if you don't do that, and then and then that take and then it takes like it takes a while. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Remember, it does. So yeah, I, I remember how long it took me. Like, it was like everyone remembers the first time they talked to Idris. It took me like three months, I want to say, to like actually have like try to have a conversation with anybody. <laughs> what? I would just show up, do my set, bomb, and leave. I was like, fuck those. <laughs> I'm sad. But I just... Well, and I think, too, you start thinking, like, oh, man, all these other comics just heard my terrible set or something. But now I start to realize, like, most of them aren't listening, number no. one. Mo- even if they're staring at you, you get to realize these are people that are thinking kind of like you. I'm like, most of them probably have like some sort of ADD, so they're thinking about their own set or not even thinking, looking at you and not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, um, it was just, yeah, it was just a lot different when I once I started to get to talk to more people and 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 uh, just hang out, hang out out front. And, just... and then, then it made sense, like, okay, these are just people I'm trying to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I get that. I get so that. So I, I I started enjoying going to them a lot more. And hanging out after talking to people before and after, uh-huh. as opposed to just going and leaving. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the that the this the hanging around part is the that's the important part from everything I've I've heard. Yeah, because you talk to people and then they you get tips and shit, but also they're like, hey, we need a dude to perform at this thing. Right. And then it's like, oh no, Robert's here. We could have him do it. Like right. that's that's to me is a lot of the fucking. Whatever, and it's cool. Just like people starting to get to know your name, you know, it just feels good. People have been doing it longer if they just like they knew my name. Yeah, all I re- of a sudden I was like, oh, that's so cool. I was like, because I knew everyone. Because like I'm, I sat through the open mics. I wouldn't want to leave. Right. Because I felt like you know I'm new. I need to sit here and watch everyone's thing. Right. Right. And right. like not just to sit there, but just to like see it, to and- see it, learn, like see what they're doing, see how they take the mic out of the stand, see if they leave it in. I'm, I'm like really like analytical like that. I'm like. How does he start off? Like, uh-huh, what is uh-huh. he? How do they handle bombing? Like, what is? How does he handle a heckler? Like, I like learning stuff like that. Like, what does pacing back and forth look like? Yeah. Like, oh damn! When he moves that wire, it, it makes a loud ass noise on the on the stage. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's distracting. That's I'm not gonna sh- do that. Yeah, that's all shit you gotta learn just yeah. by seeing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does he come through the curtain or the door? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that. It changes of, the whole vibe right. if you come through that door. <laughs> yeah. What words are offensive? Like, holy <laughs> shit, that was offensive. But it's. I remember for a while, uh, everyone kept getting your name wrong. Well, <laughs> yeah, Idris is calling me De Guzman. Robert most, De Guzman. Most people think I, if they don't know me, they think I'm Mexican for some reason. I don't, I do know at the bar, I would have, I used to work at, uh, on the border yeah. or even in the club when I worked there. Yeah. I'd have people, Mexican people, dudes come up to me and order in full Spanish, <laughs> full Spanish <laughs> and then get mad at me like, like when I didn't, I said I don't speak Spanish. They get mad at me like I'm a fake Mexican who doesn't speak Spanish. You know what I mean? I was like, dude, I'm not. You're like, dude, sorry. Yeah. I'm... They're like, ah, I'm one of those Mexicans. I'm like, dude, I'm not. Huh. What What initially made you want to start like going out? Um, I've always like kind of just I've loved comedy my whole life. My dad's always played like. Dude, my dad used to just like we'd take these long car drives up to uh, Monterey, yeah, and he would just put recordings of Bill Cosby on. Um, just like he used to watch just a t- ton of comedy, like so Carlin, um, Kinnison, uh-huh. uh, just Sinbad. I used to love Sinbad's crowd work. I used to just love like his afros <laughs> and bell bottoms special. I just like loved his uh, his crowd work. But I'd watch all these like comics, and I was always like, 
that's I mean like I was young at the time, so I don't I'm sure I didn't get a lot of the jokes, but I was laughing. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, I remember I remember I would did that I kind of did that same thing. I would always watch I would watch a lot of comedy as a kid. Mm. Um, I actually found it intimidating, which oh, is weird. Did... When I was a kid. Oh, okay. Because it was always like I, I remember distinctly having a thought like I was I was watching this comedian and he was actually doing one of the hackiest things. He was like, women are like this. Yeah, and at some level, I'm like, man, he's smart. I'm never going to be... I, I actually had that thought, like, I'm not going to be as creative or as smart as that. And it ended up, like... It was actually like a thought that, like, stuck with me. Like, I can't do that because I'm not that intelligent. Well, you know what I'd watch is, like, the... Um, remember the A-List that used to be on, like, Comedy Central? Was it on Comedy Central back in the day? It was just, like... The A-List? Yeah. It was... Think, uh, was it the A-List? Is that what it's called? Well, what, well, what is it? It was just like a show, like a, a comedy show. Um, I'd watch it all the time, and yeah. like, and you're like, I, I would. It would just be weird because I'm like, that guy didn't seem that funny, and the next guy would be funny, and then I, so I just saw like different levels of talent. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And because I was young, so I was like, oh, I didn't get that. Did they? Did they do? Uh, did they add laughs into every every person? There might have been the laugh oh, track. Oh, that's, yeah, the laugh track is terrible. That sucks. <laughs> Dude, I hate laugh, laugh tracks. Are offensive to me. That shit is. I get so mad. Like when you're watching like a sitcom and it has the it has like this very like Big Bang Theory or something like that. Yeah, that yeah. Shit, I can't watch it, but like my girlfriend, like she's like, no, there's funny episodes. I'm like, show me one. And then she shows it. I was like, there would not. I was like, nobody would laugh right there because he said, get me a beer. And like nobody would laugh right there. He's like, give me a beer. And then there's like a laugh. I'm like, what? Why do you pause? It's like I didn't know you. Could, I didn't up. know you could do a comedy show just by like pointing, like adding the jo- the laughter after. Yeah, dude, I've always like. My dad's always forced me to talk in front of people, though. Like really? he's he's a he. Um, I've always seen him speak in front of people. Like he's he was a lobbyist, and like right now he's he has he's like an advocate for people with muscular dystrophy. Uh-huh. And um, so basically, he takes bills that are going to affect them and puts them in layman's terms that me and you can read. Right? Because the bills are hard to read, so he puts them out, and then he he sometimes I've seen him speak at the Capitol because it was going to affect budget cuts were going to affect them, and. Uh, yeah, he's spoken for like 3,000 people. Okay. So I've seen, since I was little, he made me like run for president. Like, I didn't want to do it, but my brother did it. So he's like, <laughs> you're going to do this speech. And he wrote my speech. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I had a writer. Yeah, he had jokes in there and stuff, too. <laughs> he's like, he's playing. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing the shoulder thing. He's going to be good. The points are high. You're like, I don't know what you're talking about, Pops. He's this just is... in the back like an orchestrator. <laughs> waving his hand. Pause. So he, so he, he kind of, so he liked... Comedy. He. he and I his, think he. I think he could have done stand up. Really? Dad, yeah. It sounds he's like funny. he, he kind of has a the impression like he likes to talk in front of people. He's, he's real charismatic. Like it, when he gets up there, he like people come to see him and drive from far away to see him give like a seminar and stuff. So he's like really good at speaking, like public speaking. He's been doing it whole his whole life. But um, yeah, even in college, man, I I did uh in college, I was uh, president of the fraternity, so I like had to. Pub- I had to speak in- every Tuesday. I'd have to speak in front of like sixty of my best friends. Oh, okay. And, and run the meeting, but I'd also try to make it funny and fun. So okay. I'd like crack jokes up there. And then I was like, you know what? I like doing this. I'm gonna change my major. And I talked to a counselor, and he uh, did organizational communication studies, which is just he's like, I was like, what is it? He's like, public speaking. I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> I, was like, I can give. A- I can talk. I was- so I'd have everyone just. Get the research ready. Yeah, and then I'd be like, "Hey, if you guys get everything ready, I'll present it." And then they'd just be like, "Oh, yeah, they cool. don't want to talk." Have, yeah. yeah, they don't. We don't have to. They hate that part. It's strange that that's kind of like that's such a huge fear to me. 
And I think I, I, I get it. Though. Don't you get it though? I, I get. I it. mean, I get it, but I still think it's strange because it's it's like I mean, if it's true that ev- that everyone's afraid of speaking, well, then that that by default means then like okay, then we're all okay with each other when we try when we have to do it. We don't judge each other because we're all afraid of it. But that's the thing. You're afraid of getting judged. Yeah. And some people can't handle that. That's true. And you know what? And that's why a lot of people are satisfied with something they don't want to do, too. It's because they're, they're fine. They don't want to be judged by taking a risk and doing something. I, got, I have friends that have like, I'm like, you're not happy in that relationship or that job but they're too scared to like change or to take a risk just just on the grounds like this might be the thing that everyone's like why would you do that yeah yeah i yeah that's my um that's like a fear i have is not doing something because like if that i'm not doing something because i'm afraid of what'll happen if i try to do it and it's always worse in your head yeah it's always worse in your head and you manifest all these things that never happen you spend hours i realize that and it's like I got. That's what made me start coming out more. It's like I'm manifesting all these things that never happen, and I'm spending hours doing it, like these negative thoughts and stuff. And I'm like, I stopped doing that. I'm like, that's not like that's probably not going to happen, dude. And if you just, I started making those toward more towards positive thoughts. Like, no, you're gonna have a good set tonight. You'll meet some people, and it'll be fun. Yeah. yeah as opposed yeah. to like, oh, you might bomb, and someone might throw a beer at your face on set. Like that has not happened. Yeah, that's never although Idris's thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we were, you, know, you were there when we, was talk, we were talking to John Ross. We were like, how, like, how often have you seen this happen in your 10 years? He was like, this has happened like four times, <laughs> including tonight. And he talked so, about the but, candle. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the candle. But, but yeah, funny. I mean, it's just such a rare thing. And it's so strange that it happened. But, but even when I bomb, you know what I mean? And it's like, which is like, I'm new, so it's like often, you know what I mean? But it's like, I would, like, it's always worse in my head. Than it is actually. I mean, it feels bad. I want to like right when I get off stage. John was like right after me. I, got, I went through the curtain. I was like, I want to shoot myself in the face right now. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> he's like, you remind me of me. He's like, dude, you didn't do that bad. I was like, no, I'm over it. But I did want to put, like, I wanted to taste that stainless steel in my mouth for a I second. Get, that's how it, dude. Like, I wanted to taste it. Here's the other thing. Um, I was talk- I was actually talking about this a bunch. I talk about this to a bunch of people, but it was like the moment, like, if you record a set. Even if you destroy, oh, yeah. even if you even if you dis, even if you fuck up the show because you're so funny, if you listen to the recording yeah. three times, by the third time you're gonna believe you bombed, just because that's because that that mindset of point of knowing where your flaws are and your criticisms that's actually what I think makes you better is that you can identify that stuff because when you identify a, a a flaw, at some level that's your brain going. You know how to be better than what you just did, right? Which means what you just did is bad compared to what you can do. I don't ever think I did like, yeah. I don't ever think I did good. I always think, yeah, like, yeah. Why, do, why did I say that? Yeah, right you never. There. I I don't feel. Like, I don't. Yeah, I never feel like I do good. I feel like I do better, but yeah. I don't feel like I do good. Even if someone says like, yeah, that's good, I was like, no. I was like, what? No, it's terrible, dude. You're just saying that to be nice, and I'm like, damn yeah. it, you're probably gonna say something about leave. I was like, oh, you, you noticed that I said, oh, right there, huh? Shit. But no, I I have recorded sets and then I hear it, Hurts. and that makes me want to shoot myself <laughs> again. I'm like, what? Because I was like, hey, I was like, you know what? They laughed at this joke, and then you listen to the thing like they didn't laugh at that joke. There's like one dude in the back that was like, but, but that's the thing laugh. though. It's like it's like maybe it was everybody, and it was just a quieter Depends laugh. Depends where you put the recorder too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like it's like where am I, where am I going to set this thing? 
for maximum self-esteem. I was going to You know what? The first time I got so like, I overanalyzed so much like before I even, because I, I brought the recorder out and I need to do it every set like you do it. Yeah. Because uh, I, know, I know it helps and it helps a lot make me more depressed. But like, I, I put it, you know, before the curtain, that wood area? Yeah. Like, yeah. I put it right there because I didn't want people to see like me recording because I, I, I thought the audience might be like, wait a minute. He thinks this set's good enough to record. Like oh, I thought they might fuck. think that. Like this. Wait a minute. This dude brought a recorder because he wants to hear this set again. And yeah, then if yeah. it just like tanks, then it's like. <laughs> so it'd be in the back, so the audio is way shitty. And then it's, it has better audio of someone walking up that ramp in the back oh, because shit. it's back there. It's not even on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is that little. Um... I, I'd put it on the ground so people can see it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I hope no one steps on this, yeah. but also I kind of hope someone steps on. I probably hear you talking. Like, Who's Fucking recorders on the ground. That would, yeah, that is the kind of shit I would say. I would take great issue with that. I was like, what the fuck? Take it on stage. Who cares? <laughs> so, like, do you do you write your stuff out uh, like verbatim? No, you just take a premise and then go up. Sometimes I talk it out. I'm a talker. I I here's the thing. I used to write everything out when I like before I started actually going a lot, and. Now I only write things out when I feel like a joke is done. Okay. So you're like, oh, I got everything I want to say down, so let me just Yeah, when it it's now. when it's in like that middle like rough draft place, I just I go up, I know the tags or I don't know the tags. Like I have a feeling on what the tag should be and I'll just try stuff. Because the one thing, cuz that was the one thing I remembered, I did I took one speech class. And uh the one thing they, they talked about was like, look, the best, most natural way to speak is where you know the bullet points, but you don't have it memorized and you don't have it like written out. Right. Because when you have it written out, then there's a pressure on you that you, that you created to stick to what you wrote. Yeah. If you change one word, then it, yeah. yeah then you're like, then you mess yourself up because you're like staring at the. You know. Yeah. And that's, and what's, what was interesting was that's not even how, like when you're having a conversation with somebody, I mean, you kind of know what you're going to say, but you don't know the exact words and how you're going to say it. So, like, it makes it, like, if you know the bullet points, it's more, it seems more natural. Even though, I mean, yeah, I can, I can do a joke the exact same way, like, ten times. But I don't, but I, in my head, I, like, I can at any moment switch a word up. I find different. that, like, I try to do both, but, like, I write a lot. Uh, especially because like, I'd like to see I like to cut down on words especially right now oh totally like I'm like I need this to be sh- like every comic I watch it's like tight and I'm like let me cut out these other words like is this even necessary like why, do I, why am I mentioning the yeah weather? why am I mentioning the weather like here and then just cut that out so I just I do it just to cut down on the uh, and then find out where the punchline's at but I realized I was running into a thing too to where it's like I write differently than I talk oh everyone does yeah so it's like I'm writing proper I'm like I don't talk like that yeah, you know, yeah, like, but it looks weird on paper to be like, yeah, this shit, you know what I mean? And so it, I have to write now more like I talk. I, I realize that. Yeah. So then, yeah. So now it's it's like your writing is like a transcript. But that, see, that's that's my that's exactly why. Like when I if I write it out first, then even like the way I talk, like it fucks with the way I talk even because it's like I can't. I can't. It's separ- not coming out naturally. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't separate the the fact that like twenty minutes ago I was really clearly writing out this idea. Oh, okay. 
And then I go up there, and when and here's what's even more fucked up: if it doesn't work, if any part of it doesn't work, well, now it's even worse. Cause it's like, well, I know I have to keep going because I wrote it all out. Yeah, that's <laughs> I can't just bail. What, that's what, what, I'm like, dude. This thing I wrote is like a minute. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a minute of explanation that leads really to nothing. Did you just feel a, that? I was just like, it's like a roller coaster, you know, like when you're going up, like, and it's like going ch 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 ch, and before it like dips. But then, I, if you know it's not going to, because you can feel it before, you're it's like, oh, the like, crowd's not going like, to, it's just a little dip. It's just like a little... You're like, I want to jump out of the car and just fall. Yeah. <laughs> you might change... I tried to switch up the punchline last minute. <laughs> I just changed the joke. It's like, and punchline. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, that... <laughs> um, yeah, I can't, I can't, like, there are some people who do, who do really well by writing everything out perfectly, but... I look at those people and I'm like, you're crazy. I've tried yeah. to use Twitter a lot more to just try out premises. Cause, and plus it helps because you have to chop something down into 140 characters. Yeah, that actually and is I'm a, like, a really good tool. I'll write something out and paste it and be like, minus 179. Like, i got to cut back 179 characters and, and I'll just keep chipping away at it. Until you, until you get to, like, what the core of the idea right. is. And so I was like, wait, this is, this is, this is the, the funniest possible thing I could write about this for what I want to say, yeah. Or even if it's not the funniest, it's like, this is the, sh- like, it's just, there's something nice about, this is the shortest I could get this idea to right. be and still be the same thing I wanted to say. Like that, that is, it's just like, as a writing tool is useful because it's like, fuck, I can be, that means you can cram more in right. in a smaller period of time. But what's bad too is that like, then it turns me into a one-liner comic. <laughs> like That's I'm just true. doing like one-liners. I'm you like, damn it. It's like you can't tag your own tweets. It no. looks weird. Hey, you guys remember five days ago? <laughs> <laughs> At Bobby Omoto just... <laughs> <laughs> what? So, so uh, two days ago, I was at Bobby Amato. It's just like, that would be so weird. It started out like you were in a place, but really you were just tweeting. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, after um, yeah, after that other show, then uh, DJ asked me to host at the, that guy that was telling you guys at one time, like to host at Tommy T's. Yeah, yeah. So then I was like, shit. I wasn't. Yeah, that's a little shit. Like that's up. a club. Yeah, it was a Friday night too. So yeah. I was just like, "All right, I don't want to say no to any opportunity," and I would have liked more time to write something for it, like like actually write stuff maybe about Tommy T's or about the crowd. Just a few, like just like just stuff. a just a line. Yeah, even a line. Is I mean, I came out and asked how everyone's New Year's and stuff was, but like, I, I talked for a little bit, but then it was just like I wanted the material. But yeah, I would have yeah. felt more comfortable to have more more time to prepare for something like that. But I was like, right now I'll take any opportunity that I'm available for. Cause just because of the compulsion, like now I have this thing to do. Right. It keeps you wanting to keep going. And you know what? No matter what, even if I like, even if I don't do as well as I, I, I know I'm capable of, like, right. I'll learn something from it. Like I, I, I'll take it that way. I'll be like, you know what? That it was good for me to be on stage. Cause I never hosted. So I was like, cool. Now I know I need to write stuff just in case I ever get. I remember. <laughs> I remember you. Uh, I feel like you came to the spot like right after that show, or it was on the Sunday after, and uh, you were talking about how, like DJ DJ was like, "Don't say I get up at other places." Yeah, I didn't know that. That's a good <laughs> thing I asked him. I was gonna be like, "Hey, uh, DJ, how you want me to introduce you?" And like, this guy's been at Punchline and Last and Limit. He's like, "No, don't, don't <laughs> just say promote this, other clubs like." Hey, you guys should. Uh, there's a bunch of other places you could be right now. <laughs> Way better shows. You're here. Yeah. Yeah. You guys should get up actually right now and just drive down 50. 
<laughs> little old front street. There's a better show down there, and honestly, he's probably gonna be there. So <laughs> you guys are getting ripped off, is what I'm trying to tell you right That's now. That's so funny. <laughs> Jojo will let you in free. I think he said laughs. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, that's something I didn't know. I was, but I planned on saying it, so it's a good thing I ran it by him. Yeah, that's like, um, it's like the whole aspect of like the hosting part of it is just so different than like there's like because when you're the host, you're kind of like it's more job than it is than it is art at that point. Like it's it's still you still like dude. She gave me so many so much information to drop because I asked yeah, her in the yeah, beginning. Yeah. He's like, go ask her if she wants you to mention anything, and I was like, she's like, oh, here's some dates. Like five dates she gave me, like months in advance about these country show, upcoming country shows. Which yeah, the names were hard for me to pronounce. And I was like, "What is this?" Like, so, not drink specials, but about filling out the information for a raffle ticket. So I'm like, I have all this information written. I'm like, this isn't funny at all. Like, I'm just up here talking and reading stuff. Yeah, yeah. Th- at that point, you're you're less a comic and more like. I'm an event coordinator. Yeah, <laughs> which felt weird because <laughs> I was like, should I drop a joke right now? Because but at the end is when I, I wrote it on the comment card, which is the same color as um, the raffle we were taking. And I was supposed to just pick the the, the, yeah. the thing out for the raffle. It was, they were all yellow. I was talking to the country singer back there who was performing next. He goes, hey, can you add that this one girl's performing? And I was, I was like, oh, cool, I'll write it. And then I wasn't paying attention. They called me up to the stage. And I just threw my notes in the bucket. Oh, shit. So when I was on stage, I just reached for the uh, – I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a drawing for the uh, – for the person who won the free drinks, I mixed in my notes for all the dates that I was going to drop. <laughs> so then, like, after I said that, I was like, oh, no. So I was like, then I'm shuffling on stage through kind a bucket. Kind of like, of, you're like, you're really trying to draw effectively, but really, like, I'm, I'm looking fucked for the notes. if I can't find that note. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she said, most importantly, make sure everyone exits out the left. And I was like, cool, got you. I didn't say that. So then she had to stand out by the, the front like, don't, and block don't everyone. Out, don't yeah. come out this way. Yeah, I, I like, shit. Oh, fuck, dude. Well, here's the Whatever. thing. Now you now forevermore. Yeah, I know. You're gonna you're never gonna make any of those mistakes ever again. And it made me like realize too. Like I'm like this crowd was a little bit older. Yeah, almost not not as old as the the Sudworks was no. the other day, but they were like an older Caucasian crowd at the time because uh-huh. I think that a lot of them were there for the country. Right. And I was like, okay, I need to write more relatable stuff because as soon as I went up, I was like. I don't know if they're going to get some of these references I'm going to make. So, but I mean, that's all I have right now. But then I was like, you know what? I need to write more stuff about myself and like make it, oh, this is the guy talking right now. So I get that. Yeah. That's the balancing act. I feel like that the most comics have that I have, I think is that a lot of us have is just like, how am I going to make, because I, there is kind of this fear, like if I that I, I only work in front of this group of people. When the reality is, it's like I mean, at, at what point is the jokes you're telling reflective of you anymore? And they're right. just they're not just something you're saying for the room full of people. Because that is, I feel like the the opposite of what we're what we're trying to do in terms of just expression. Because it's like I want to. I want to tell a joke that reflects some aspect of how I understand, you know, reality. If how I understand reality, I have to filter it through all these people, mm-hmm. but first before I have my idea. That's kind of like, that's almost counterintuitive. That's how that's how hat comedy happens, right? And actually, the episode <laughs> I was listening to with you and Des, he like said something really good about it. He's like, 
I could write a joke about politics, but I don't give a shit about it. And he's like, and I've written jokes that I'm like about golfers that I didn't care about. And I'm like, that's kind of fun. I was like, but I wouldn't say that ever. Yeah. And I wrote it, but it was like funny. But I was like, I, this would not sound funny coming out of my mouth. And even if it did, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying it. Yeah. 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 Like if you don't think it's, if you don't think it's the kind of thing that you would like be proud of. Right. I always have this, this idea and this is kind of extreme, but it's like, would I die for this joke? Like, was like if someone if I had to either not tell this joke anymore or I would be dead. <laughs> like, that's would, a good way to think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, would I? Am I? Am I willing to like if someone wants to fight me because of this? But would idea, you get mad if someone really stole that? Because I was like, if, you know what I mean. I was like, if that golf joke, I was like, someone well, could steal that. But and I wouldn't get the, mad. Oh yeah, like when I get <laughs> pissed if someone took it. But that's the thing. I like, also I don't care if anyone like I don't want anyone to take my jokes. But also, I mean. <laughs> If you take one minute, I have like ten more. Yeah, that you don't know about, because well, that's the thing too. It's like I you want to write stuff to where it's like no one could steal this because this is so me. Yeah, but right? even but even if they did steal it, it's like it doesn't even like they'll look like an idiot. Right. But then it doesn't even matter to you because it's like I have more other, yeah. other jokes I can do. It's like I'm not married to that joke. I'm right. f- I'm funny. The joke is just that's what I think too. Because yeah. I'm like I could I'm I I can write a lot more. So I don't give a shit if they took this one right now. It might mean a lot because I'm like, damn it, I don't it's have like, a lot. It's like yeah, when you, you know? have when you have ten minutes and someone takes one, you're kind of fucked a little bit. But if you have like a half an hour and you know legitimately someone's stealing one minute, they're gonna get theirs. But you're not stressed out because you lost that minute. I watched a, a really good video on like Ralphie May did like a almost like a boot camp for like, I think they were like aspiring comics or maybe they'd, they'd yeah, been, the, you've seen that one? Yeah. At the, the comedy, comedy store. store. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen it, but I, I've, I've I heard a lot about the tips. I can give you the uh, link. It's cool, man. He like drops a lot of tips, like just like little stuff. Like he, when he does his punchlines, he looks to the back left of the room, back, right, then down the center. It's just something weird. That's what he does. I'm not sure. That's, I can understand But he brings that. the room in, he says, but another thing too was he's, um, he just, Gave himself point systems for going to open mics. Yeah. Like, yeah, a, like I, I, he yeah. tries to score 12 every time. What, like a one for a tag, two for opening for, with a new joke, three for doing a new joke. You know what I mean? Like, I, think he, I think it was like it was like another one was like three if, you, if you're doing your jokes in a different order than before. Right. So right. If, you, if, you, if you shot for 12 every time, then you're like putting in work every single uh-huh. time because you're thinking about it yeah. in, in the right way. Another thing he pointed out from that, if I remember right, is he, he told a story about how someone uh, got on the Letterman, but mm-hmm. she had no TV-ready material. Right. And she was somehow able to finagle a set, and his whole vibe was she got really lucky. Right. Which is, like, which is interesting to me, because it leads, it leads me to this thought, like, you need to have... Clean. Not just clean. You need to have a set that's, like, that you just have on those occasions when it's a full, like, like a business transaction. Yeah. Which is what the... Which is what... Well, he says he has that. He says he has like three different sets that he rotates. Oh, totally. Forty-five minutes, totally, or an hour, totally. Yeah, and one of them is clean and like. Yeah, because then if you have if you have one set that's clean, once it's clean and good, you don't really need to do anything to it because you you'd only use it in situations where it's not. It's typically not you know insider comedy. Well, a good thing people. too he said was um like that's what like a, at like that put stuff in perspective. And he was talking about comics that had done in a couple years. He goes, when you have 20, you have 10. He's like, that's just the way it is. He's like, he's like, you think you have 20, you have 10. And right now, it's like, I've done 12, but I think I have five. Like, <laughs> to put it in real realistic terms that, that I could probably be confident, I'm like, 
I would say I have a, a five. And who knows, like, if that's, you know, what it, how good that five is. But I'm like, that's, I try to be, like, so I need to work on it more because he, he pointed that out yeah. after a couple years. And I always heard that in the beginning, too. People always start out with dick and fart jokes. So I'd stay away from writing stuff about sex and that stuff because I know that's, I'm older. <laughs> and so it's like, I, I and I should have been coming more. So it's like, I want to cut back on that time. I don't want stuff that I can't use somewhere. Oh, but yeah. Because yeah. of that. Or like two years later, I'm like, those are all dick jokes. I got to throw those out. So it's like, I consciously try to write not, not like no and, sex, yeah, no, no, no dick. And even though I want to, I'm like, <laughs> damn it. I have so many funny <laughs> sex stories and dick stories. But it's like, I try consciously not to do stuff like that because in the beginning, they say that's what a lot of comics do. Yeah. And I'd rather just get better at the writing and performing part. So when I do write a dick or fart joke, it'll be better because I know how to perform it and write better. Yeah, and also when you if you do if you sprinkle in with all this really like sweet, clean material, it's gonna hit that much yeah. harder because it's like, oh my God, he can do that kind of stuff also. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean I was like, I think I think a ton of stuff's funny about like porn and all that stuff, but like You're not I gonna do those. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to. Yeah, but it's but like, not, I, not right now. Not nah. right now. Yeah. And yeah. uh oh you were asking like why I wanna do dude, I've just had like like at most, like everyone I've talked to has like fucked up childhoods and stuff, you know, that, that, that wants to do this. But it's like, same type of thing, man. I've been through a lot. My parents got parents got divorced when I was young, like crazy bad. I used to go home in like cop cars all the time. My mom nice. would call the cops on, <laughs> on us. It's cool. They'd let us put, finish playing video games or whatever. But my, my mom would call the cops <laughs> like and shit. And it was a crazy court battle. But then like, and yeah, my ex-girlfriend in college, like... After we broke up, then she went on a dating reality show. I've talked about it a little bit. I just haven't. I'm not good enough to perform. She, like, went, on, she went on a dating reality. A dating reality show, uh, the for the love of Ray J season one on VH1. This no, was like four months after we broke up. No shit. So I was living with her five years. She won. She didn't go on. She won. Holy fuck. She won it. So and then it's like <laughs> that type of shit. Like to have to deal with that. And I don't have the kind of friends that are supportive of being like, hey man, fuck her. They'd be like. Are you watching this shit, bro? They'll, they'll throw it in my face every time they play his <laughs> albums when I walk in the door. I, no joke, every I'd say every two days someone sends me a picture of Ray J. Uh. <laughs> and he's not even that famous. And I always have to explain him to a lot of people, which just makes me mad. It's like, and I, he was on my iPod. He's on my fucking iPod. He's and like, he had the number one single in the country at the time of the show. It was that Sexy Can I song. And I was working in a hip-hop club. So it would play all the fucking time. <laughs> I swear to God, I'd stop pouring motherfuckers' drinks. They'd be like, so... these girls would come up and be singing, I'm like, fuck you. I'm not making anything until the song's over. And so, the, what's, the... what's problem? I don't even want to talk about it. The... I don't even want to fucking talk about it. It's the whole thing. The ironic part is, like, I needed, like, I needed money one month. And uh, I was like, shit, I need to make money this weekend. I had to work a concert that Ray J performed at the club. And it was like, he, I, I made, like, 500 bucks that night. And I was like, this son of a bitch... Take my girl, and he's helping me pay my rent. I would have talked to him. Damn it! <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. It's like I actually like the dude. I don't have anything against him, but it's like me and her watched his porn together with Kim Kardashian before. So I don't know if that was part. Like, to, like okay, if your girl, if you break up with your girl, and then you see her at a bar, that's one thing. You like, you can always be in the back of here like. I got a bigger dick than that fool. But I have visual proof that I don't. <laughs> I have visual proof that I don't have a bigger dick than Ray J. <laughs> So it's like, I don't know. He has more money than me. So he can sing better. So that's why I got to do jokes. You gotta or be, I'll fuck him up in ping pong. Like, I don't think he can <laughs> see my ping pong game. Or Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2, I'll fuck that dude up. 
<laughs> just <laughs> I like him though. He was on my iPod. I would used to listen to his song called um, One Wish, and that would like help me get over it. Yeah, that's so, so he was, like, sad. He was singing to me, but I would I watched like every episode. I jacked off. There was a shower scene. <laughs> <laughs> there was. A, I, I wish I was kidding. There was a shower scene that they had. Yeah, like, and then they're like making out and shit in it. It's like towards like the the finale. And like I masturbate. I just I'm weird like that. But I masturbated to the scene. You're like, like, that was hot, dude. It's like she's, that was hot. Am I getting cheated on, or this is heartbreaking? Like, <laughs> I was like, am I into this? You're like, if, you're like, I might be into it. <laughs> you're watching it. Some of you're like, what? What am I capable of? Like, what am I doing with myself? No, my girl thinks I'm a, a sex addict. Because I masturbate. Like, okay, <laughs> can I open up, Jojo? You can, I, uh, <laughs> like I'll masturbate like one or two times. I wake up and I do that. <laughs> just staring at the ceiling, no porn. I just stare at the ceiling, and it's just for the visual, like, or just for the, uh, the, the just actual, just to make myself feel good physically. <laughs> not, not even thinking about sex. I'm like thinking about what I got to do in the day. You're just, you're, just, you're just like, this is. I hate life. Yeah, I gotta get. I need something to get. Well, I have a cat, so sometimes I'll be laying next to me, and then I'll just be like rubbing his face on my face, and then I just keep going. <laughs> but <laughs> there's, there's that. Then I start to get more depressed. Like, what am I after? After I get depressed, because I'm like, what am I doing, dude? And then I get up and go to work. And then uh, <laughs> here's what I knew. I think maybe because people had like a point. Like I would, I've masturbated at work before. Really? In the stall, the, the stalls, and we have like 250 people in our office. So yeah. it's like someone was like, "How do you?" I had another friend ask me. He doesn't work for the state. He's like, "How do you do that?" And I'm like, "He's going to stalls." Like I got a few tips for you. Though. I was like, I because I, I was like, I wear a hoodie or a jacket. I was like, <laughs> and I put it over the crack so they can't see. You don't want them to see through that little crack. You know what I mean? He's like, "What's going on?" In yeah. There? And then he goes, "Do you watch porn?" I was like. Sometimes I was like, then you gotta, yeah, you have to bring headphones. You gotta make sure you have headphones. <laughs> I was like, and test the auto before you get in there because you don't want it to play out loud. You know what I'm saying? Some <laughs> girl starts moaning when you walk in the bathroom. Is gonna... So you have like a whole like a like a checklist system, right? And then uh, here's a huge problem. This is for you. This is for everyone out there who's trying to do this in a public restroom. You gotta, you gotta, when you have your jeans down, you gotta point your ankles, your your feet outwards so it doesn't move the buckle because it starts rattling when you start moving all fast. So make sure your feet are pointed out. That's it's a like huge inside, tip. It's like inside baseball. Yeah, <laughs> and then you just fold it down when you're when you're about to climax. You just fold it down and just go and thing. Right. So anyone, if I ever go into a restroom and I see someone's ankles pointed out, I'm like, oh, I know what you're doing in there, dog. <laughs> I like, know exactly you're bad what you're form. doing. <laughs> Plie. Ankles out. I can hear your belt, son. Rookie. <laughs> It's a problem. You should talk about that on stage. I have wanted. To, I, like I said, I don't want to talk about the masturbation. But my uh, my girlfriend was talking about it today. She's like, I think you are. She's like, I don't think. She's like, I don't think. She's like, because if we, me and her, do have sex, when she leaves, I'll masturbate to the sex I just did. I'm like, I can't believe I just did that. That was crazy. I'm an adult. <laughs> she goes, There's no. She, what's the point? She's like, What's the point? I'm like, I don't know. There's no end game. <laughs> you seen Don Juan that movie Don John Don Don Juan yeah no, no wait Don Julian no Don Juan it's with pr- that. it's pronounced Don Juan is it yeah with the uh, the what's his name Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah yeah it's based on the poem that's exactly like yeah. that explains my life yeah yeah I was really. bartending at the club I was the same thing I would do what he did I spent weird time were, making my bed you were Joseph G yeah <laughs> I didn't wear that stupid vest though with no shirt under <laughs> I can't do that that was. That was like the year. That was like, um, like Jersey Shore, but like the "Where Are They Now" yeah. Jersey Shore episode with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> I care really a lot about the stuff he did, though, like making my bed. I'm like, this needs to look good. Like, I make my bed and then I mop the floor. 
Like, he really cared about getting a Swift during that thing. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I hella care about that. Like, mopping my floors. I don't want people to think I have dirty floors. It's just weird. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta be Julianne Moore. <laughs> she was hot. Well, shit, dude. How, how are you feeling? You feel okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we went, we've gone for an hour. Oh, have we? Oh, yeah, shit, yeah, man. Well, shit, dude. Um, this was fun, dude. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks for thanks for coming <sighs> and, and dropping some knowledge. <laughs> You know a little bit about me now. I know, I know a little bit. I think we're gonna get a kick out of this. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's good. I'll to talk s- about it on stage one day when I what up, man? When I get when I get more comfortable. Well, thanks, thanks for coming out, man, and keep keep coming keep coming to shows because you're you're a cat. I'm going to uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep, man. You guys uh, are all uh, inspiration, and it helps me see like what's possible and see how hard you guys work. That helps a lot. And uh, yeah, actually, shout out to Jamie too because just seeing her how hard she's worked and stuff like yeah. really helped me. Be like, oh, that this okay, this is possible because totally, I started totally. with her, so I know where we started, and then just to see her keep going and stuff that made it really more like realistic in my head and stuff. Oh, totally, so it's like totally. it's always helped, but yeah, yeah, thanks, man. No problem, thanks for coming, dude. All right. Hey, folks, that was the show. I really hope you enjoyed it. Robert Amoto, that's kind of a weird thing about his, his ex, right? I know that's kind of weird. Next week on the show, I'm talking to Daniel Humbarger. That was a really good talk. In the meantime, please like us and rate us on Stitcher and iTunes. Give us fives and tell your friends about us because the more people who listen, the more people will see it popping up in like their podcast feed. If you want to get at me, you can tweet at me on Twitter at Bucky Gums. And uh, I, I think uh, I think in a scale from one to ten, I think this this episode is one.